What's up, Luca Nation? We're trying something new this morning um, to start off our um, <clears throat> our Week 7 NFL preview. Sometimes these episodes get a little long. We like to put a little bit of research in. We want to tell you what our thoughts are for each one of these games. But just in case you happen to be listening to this as it gets close to game time, I'm going to do a rundown, give you a summary of what the picks are. That way you have them right here up front. And if you want to uh, make a play on any of these games, you can do it without having to listen to the whole episode. And then come back and uh, and make sure you listen. But we'll uh, we'll give you all the picks right up front. The one o'clock games. We got the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers plus two at the Titans. Steelers plus two. The Packers minus three and a half at the Texans. We got the Packers minus three and a half. The Bills minus ten at the Jets. We got the Bills minus ten. Saints at home minus six and a half at the Panthers. We are taking the Saints minus six and a half. The Browns, minus three at the Bengals. We are taking the Browns, minus three. A nice little bonus play on this is over 53 points between these two teams. They scored uh, 65 the last time they played, so over 53. We got the Cowboys, plus one at the Washington football team. Cowboys, plus one is our pick. Uh, Falcons at home, minus two against the Lions. We have the Falcons, minus two. That's the one o'clock games. Your four o'clock game. The Jags at the Chargers, plus 7.5. Too many points to give Gardner. We have the Jags, plus 7.5. The Bucks at the Raiders, minus 4.5. We're taking the Bucks, minus 4.5. The Chiefs, minus 7 at the Broncos. Chiefs, minus 7. Some snow in the forecast. Not going to be enough to stop Mahomes. Chiefs win that by the touchdown. Um, we have the Patriots. <coughs> Patriots, minus 2. Uh, 49ers at the Patriots. Patriots, minus 2 is the play there. The 8-20 game, it's Seahawks minus 3 against the Cardinals. I uh, got the Seahawks covering that 3. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. That's all of our picks wrapped up. Put a little bum on it right in the beginning for you. Luke Nation. Hold on. Okay. You're getting special bloopers on behind the scenes today. Uh, I'm really excited for today's episode. We're going to kick you guys off with a Sunday preview, Sunday NFL preview. Uh, what's on deck? Well, first, Ian's going to come drop some knowledge. He's going to give you the inside scoop, you know, kind of like Mortensen. Uh, what do you think on the Antonio Brown signing? Does it help the Bucks? Is he going to be a calamity? What, what's even going on in Antonio okay. Brown's head? That's going to be number one. Then we're going to get into Cage's NFL picks. What is it, week seven? It's week seven. And, you know, the true te- test of a champion isn't if he falls. It's how he comes back. And last week, you know, I think we were a little bit under 500. It's not Six good. It's not going to cut it. Six and eight. Six and eight. It's not going to cut it. But we have every intention, and Cage has every intention, to rebound and get you guys a winning, winning week. So without further ado. I always wanted to do this. I just always wanted to do on my own camera. <laughs> well, here you are. And you know you already have a lot of fans, Ian. We got the expert. Your, your, you got your blend of charisma and uh, is he on? Is he He's participant on. number three? Participant oh number three. Oh my god! I was I didn't know what was happening. Like I told you, I wanted to be my own participant. I love it. We got Ian here. I got a little special special appearance, and I, um, Luca Nation. You know, I'll kick it. Should I kick us off here, Cage, or should I use the previous kickoff? No, that's you're still, sleep, you're you still like, sleeping. Man. He's still sleeping, Luca Nation. It's early for him. His Dr. Pepper hasn't kicked in yet. True. 
Oh, it's true. He says, no, I just noticed my name is on Ian's screen. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Now everyone's going to know the man behind the scenes. Before they I just wonder. saw your charismatic smile and, and you know, that you're smiling with the eyes and all that stuff. I no, see why I'm you're, gonna... you're successful there. <clears throat> There's a lot, of, a lot of fluff in there, so I'm going to kick us off. Um, hey, listen, it's Sunday morning, uh, NFL preview. It's week seven. We got to come back from last week. Andrew gave me a whole bunch of shit. Um, six and eight's not going to cut it. He really, uh, he really was not thrilled with a, a below 500 deal. When you're in betting, you got to be more than 500. Otherwise, you're losing money. Um, we're still way over 500 for, uh, for the season, but uh, – Week by week, we got to be more than 500. We got to be way more than 500. So I brought in the big guns. Say hi, pal. Hey. <laughs> what a cue. Well, well, this is what we're going to do for you guys, Luca Nation. So, you know, every Sunday morning, we have a NFL week preview. We give you sometimes players. Sunday and... night. Sunday, Remember yeah. sometimes Sunday night. Sunday night, we give you the recap, too. That's absolutely right. Uh, we give you plays. <laughs> we give you daily fantasy. Uh, and we give you players that are under the radar. But first, we had a really big signing yesterday, and I wanted to bring you an ESPN NFL insider, Mr. Ian, to talk about the Antonio Brown trade. Ian, do you think, you know, what's going on there? Do you think Antonio Brown and Tom Brady are buddies? How did they get this deal done so quickly? I think Antonio Brown and Brady are buddies, but I didn't really like the trade because I really wanted him to go to Seattle. You think Russ needed needed another weapon? What were yeah. you excited about with Antonio Brown going to Seattle? Why did you want to see that happen? It was that better fit for him or the league, or why do you think that? Because, well, I saw him catching on the TV for okay. the trade. Let's go. I thought he was going to go to Seattle. I just I can't thought... help but notice you're wearing a Seattle Seahawks jersey. What's going on there? Yeah, that's why I wanted him to go, because I'm a Seahawks fan. You're not a Seahawks fan since when are you? Are you a Seahawks fan? You're breaking up. Seahawks fan. <laughs> when they when start the season undefeated. Since, since my sixth start the season undefeated. Am I hearing this right? Is Cage grooming a bandwagon fan? Is this is this this can't be accurate? The jersey's a couple years old, actually. Um, yeah, it's like a year old. And uh, he, uh, I, he's just a fan of Russell Wilson, which I can't really not get behind. I mean, you know, what, what's Russell Wilson ever do? Roll? You ever hear Here's a bad headline about truth. him? Right. Here's he's the actually of truth, one... Ian. Listen, and when he I think we're going to be taller than him. I think we're going to be taller than Russell Wilson. When he, interception. Yeah. You're going to be taller than most people. You're going to be like 6'5". You're going to be a star. You're going to be playing in the MLB and NFL. Uh, so that's that's besides the point. When he threw that interception to Malcolm Butler on the goal line, were you a fan then? Still, yeah. Still, yeah. Should they have run the ball? Yeah. Remember who that running back was, buddy? The guy who likes Skittles? Mm, no. Marshawn... Oh. No, not Marshall Falk. Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Marshall so tell Falk. Us, give, give us your closing <laughs> statement. Antonio Brown, is he going to lead the – is he going to be the missing piece that the Bucks need to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, what do you think? What do you project there? He will be somebody to go to the Super Bowl with Brady. But I don't okay. think that's going to happen because Brady's team now sucks. 
Now, now that they got Antonio Brown, they suck. No, they suck before they got Antonio Brown. I see. I see. Kate, do you want to layer anything on top of this expert? Oh, no. I think, I think it's perfectly fine. They just suck. So okay. what do you think, Bud? Has Gronkowski lost a step? Is that, yeah. what, is that what we're saying? So Gronkowski's not the same player. Brady's floating balls. Um, you know, Antonio Brown's great. He might have a little bit of chemistry hey, developed in the 14 seconds. I thought seconds. he only cheated during the Patriots. You don't think he's going to cheat while he's in Tampa Bay? You don't think he's – what did he do to cheat? Yeah, because he has so much good players. Yeah. He had deflated his balls, right? Not in – not in – where's Andrew? He disappears sometimes. That's what he does. You're not allowed okay. to say that when he disappears because the audience can't really see that he walks away from us. Okay. They can't he, really he see any us. of us. That's true. But poor Andrew. He's not, he can't even walk away and get an, uh, a tissue without you uh, calling him out on it, bud. What? That's not nice. That's not nice. But also the Tampa Bay one, right? So, so I, I picked them early in the season to go pretty far. I still think they're probably going to go pretty far in the playoffs. Um, you know, they are one of today's games, but I think they play four. Um, you know, we can we can do that game if you like. Of course, do it. Well, let's kick right into it, Cage. Bring I mean, the energy though, because people, I've got some, I got some death threats this week. Like another six and eight, ooh. I'm my wife's going to kick me out. Uh, my kid's going to leave me. I need to take put my kids into private school. I need you guys to bring me winners. Enough is enough. So uh, That's pretty I hope, awesome, I hope... actually. <laughs> I mean, if that's Death Wishers, you like Death Wishers, everybody. No, I mean, listen. So, I mean, if that's really happening, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. So, Bucks, <laughs> Bucks at Raiders. So, I don't want to get on your bad side on this one because I know the line opened at three, but I believe it's four, maybe even four and a half now in certain books. So, uh, let's use the four and a half. Uh, it's Bucks minus four and a half at the Raiders. It's one of the lines that has moved a lot. There are a couple that have moved a lot this week. Um, looks like a lot of money being put on the Raiders. I don't want to say that's Antonio Brown stuff. Um, but listen, the Bucks are four and two, right? Four and two. Sure. Um, they didn't sign Tom Brady thinking they were getting, you know, Tom Brady from his early years. They knew what they were getting. Um, he doesn't really make that many mistakes, right? He doesn't throw a lot of picks. Um, he can still throw a deep if he needs to. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense is, is really the star of the show there. I mean, I know Brady's the marquee player, but their defense is um, – Is your camera off? My camera's off because I got I to read my notes, buddy. Um, so, you know, basically I'm waiting for you to tell me that it's sort of a trap game, Right. The trap is underestimating the Raiders, who are three and two. Uh, like Kansas City underestimated them a couple weeks ago. Um, I I think that while the Raiders are good, you never know who's going to show up with the Raiders. And you know, I'm a Raider fan. Um, you know, are they going to look as good as they did against the Chiefs and have a game plan and do that, or are they going to look as bad as they did against uh, New England, let's yeah. say, or yeah, Cam Newton exactly, but. Um, and I think what happens here today is the Buccaneers do enough to get this one done, even though it's on the road. Um, I think the Bucks go minus four and a half. I think that I would take the Bucks and they cover. This you is what I can see. When I see this line, uh, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I always see this line as a, kind of a split between a field goal and uh, a touchdown game. And what I mean by that is kind of like picture this. Tom Brady, they're down by two, three points, leading a drive with like four or five minutes left. They could kick a field goal to win the game, but you know Brady might punch it in and score a touchdown, and that's how they get the cover. So I expect a really close game, but that minus four and a half, minus four spread, 
you could still cover that with one to two minutes left. Uh, so that's what I'm seeing. I, I don't have a play on it, uh, but I could I could see that. But I, I think it's going to be a close game, man. Derek Carr's having a good year. Uh, the Raiders are good. And... Yeah. Listen, I like I listen. So there are a couple games this week, not that many, but there are a couple games this week where I had to give a little bonus extra thought on, and this was one good, of them, good. especially because I'm the I'm you know I'm a Raider fan. But, um, and you know, is this one where the Bucks could be leading by six or eight and, you know, you, you, you get a late score or something like that? Sure. Um, but I just think the Bucks do enough. To, Echo. Yep, I know. The, uh, the unmuted bug, go ahead and tell us about the Bucks Raiders. So, my Bucks Raiders is the Raiders. Uh oh. Minus. Oh, you got it all wrong, buddy. Who's going to win the game? The Bucks or the Raiders? Raiders. Raiders are going to win the game. Raiders money line on the expert. Now tell me why. You just told me how you know Brady was good, and they're not going to go to Super Bowl, and they stink. Is that why? Just because the Bucks stink? No, because if they can win against the Super Bowl winners, I think they can win against Brady. Okay. A four-time Super Bowl winner. So you think because they beat the Chiefs? They can be pretty. All right. Well, listen, you can't really make these picks based on one week. That's why I'm really better than you this week. Yep. That's exactly how novice betters play. Let me just <laughs> jump in here real quick. Luca Nation, if you had a video camera, you could see the behind the scenes of what's going on here. Cage was gifted an entire studio, a microphone, a setup. It's gorgeous. It's like in his own man cave. He has literally a studio to do and record these podcasts. Instead of using the studio, him and his little boy, Ian, are walking around the house aimlessly, jumping in and out of mute, dropping their takes. Just, just so you guys know, the, the person behind the scenes that Mr. Cage is. Fascinating. Let's get to the 12, uh, 1 p.m. games. You want to kick like us to say off? I that's with... not true, but it's totally that's... true. Now I kick it off? You are... <laughs> we'll go Steelers-Titans. Lions, Titans, Falcons. What do you got? Okay, so oh, Steelers-Titans. Steelers, this yeah. is a Why very weird one. Why would you start with the one? best game of the week? Why because that's what you got to start one? with. You got to throw the best game of the week out there. Let's go. This is a very weird one. Let me Why ask you guys, buy or sell on Tannehill being an MVP candidate? No, just no. <laughs> just because of him. who he is? I'm with him, just no. So, 5-0 and o team, 5-0 and o team, 13 touchdowns to two interceptions, 113 uh, rating, 1,300 yards. He's near the top of the category on just about every single um, no one near the top. No one near the top in passing yards. Passing yards don't matter. I guess you don't understand that, but it's okay. We'll, we'll come back to it. He's a quarterback. No. Passing yards don't matter. What does? You know, so I'll answer your question Pers- with, with a completion question. percentage. Hey, what are you doing? Get out of the bathroom. Just kidding. I'm so not in the bathroom. Thing, right? You know, it sounds like you are. So listen, so, so the, the easy answer on this, right, is um, I understand completion percentage matters and all that stuff matters, but I'll ask you a question the same way. When the Ravens won the Super Bowl, did Trent Dilfer – Win the NFL MVP? Uh, I remember he wasn't very uh, spectacular, but he was consistent then. I was, I'm too young to speak on it. Let's see, well, look it up. The answer is no. Just because your team is great and you do enough to general it, you do enough yep. to steer it, you do enough to not get it in its way, you do enough to make sure that you're not tripping or stepping on the ankles of Derrick Henry, um, you, you do enough to not get in the way of your defense. 
um, that doesn't make you the MVP. So what, what you're agree. dealing with with Tannehill is a guy who is, he realizes his limitations. He realizes what he is good at. He's not going to be running the ball as much as Lamar Jackson. Uh, he realizes his limitations. He's not going to make the same throws that an Aaron Rodgers would make. Um, but he's 80% to 75% of all of those guys. And he's on a team that um, is coached well. He's on a team that has an amazing running back. I mean, he's now – I heard some sports shows this week talking about him. Could you yet put him on the Mount Rushmore of power running backs? <laughs> you know, talking about guys like Earl Campbell next to this guy, Derrick Henry. Um, you know, what he did last week was very impressive. Um, but I also think that the Titans, while they've beat some decent teams, they're not as good as, um, as they look. And they're, like, the undefeated streak comes to an end today. What do you think, pal? You got the Steelers or the Titans? Oh, you need to charge the iPad. Okay. I'll say. So, so but percentage. the Steelers, Titans, I picked the Titans. And I think Henry is going to have a good game. I think he's going to score two touchdowns. And I think Claypool's going to score one touchdown, too. Claypool's a monster. You, you have been spot on with Mr. Claypool. Uh, yeah. So, I can't disagree. I'll tell you, if you take a look at Tannehill's stats, it might be worth something to look at, man. He's, he's throwing 30 times a game. It's no joke. So I don't know if he's an MVP candidate, but he's definitely putting putting his name in the mixer there, Cage. Listen, I love it. And, yeah, people have been talking about that 100%. I'm killing the echo here. Um, people definitely – that was, that was a, a good experiment. What's going on in, in the Cage lawyer household this Sunday morning? Um, uh, for me on Sunday, I like to have my coffee. I like to get a comfortable seat, and I just like to kind of set the vibe for the day. You have hit seven different rooms in the span of 15 minutes that we've been talking about. Well, listen, um, it's funny. I'll tell you what happened. Go get your pick. Tell me. So, you know, I'm setting up. We're going to do all my fun stuff. We're going to do our picks. You know, we get all my stuff ready. Text you. Say we're gonna get our picks done. We're gonna get in here. We're gonna go. We're gonna go undefeated this week. And I set up to go do my stuff, and I hear a little pitter patter of footsteps. You know, like Santa Claus and his reindeer on the roof, and he's gonna. But you know what? That wasn't his little pitter patter footsteps upstairs, coming out of the bedroom, running, almost falling. I gotta get my picks. I know you're doing your picks. I gotta get. I gotta get my picks. I said, okay. So go ahead, and get your paper, and you know, so. So handsome here wants to make sure that that you know that the audience knows that he put his he put his work in. And what's fun is just like you and I don't talk before these episodes. I didn't look at his picks. I didn't help him with his picks. And so far, it sounds like he's picking everything against me, which is scary because mm-hmm. he was good last week. But but on that note, we got we got this Steelers Titans game. I you know, it sounds like the kid wants to say the uh, the Titans Steelers minus two on the road is my pick. I love this is an amazing game because. You know, That's I like not the say, right line again. I don't know where you would even find a line. Uh, two, like that. No, Pittsburgh plus two. My apologies. Yeah. I, I, I wrote. So that's how it's, by the way, that's what I, I wrote. It opened at Steelers minus yes, two. I wrote down what it started at and then what it's at now. So it started at Steelers minus two and now it's Pittsburgh plus two. So that, what does that tell you? A lot of money's going on the Titans. Um, I mean, that's, it's interesting, right? And, and part of that's because the Titans are home. Part of it's because the Titans are, are the team of the week. Everybody's talking about them. They had a big win last week, you name it. But what I was about to say on this one was that uh, if you close your eyes for a second, you can think you're watching football from when I was a kid. 
I was going to ask you, you that same thing. It, well, do you think it's going to be a right? smash mouth game though? Like this isn't yeah. typical Pittsburgh. Type, like this could be a shootout, man. Like you know, on the surface, you look at these teams and like these are smash mouth defenses, right? Run the ball, defend, don't turn the ball over. It's kind of the blueprint of both of these all of these pretty teams. much, right? And I think the Steelers realized this. I think they're wearing their throwback uniforms today, just to make just yeah. To but there's some weapons, of, Cage. If you look across the board. One. If you look across the board, these offenses have kind of they, – they've set themselves up to be – to put up points on the board, right? Both teams have a good running back. Connor's good, man. Claypool. Um, who's your guy from the – Deontay Johnson. He, he's the what? Yeah, but Claypool, is, Claypool has really taken on the role that, uh, that I thought Johnson was going to take. It. I mean, who knows? Maybe now defenses will scheme for Claypool and somebody else is going to show up, which is, you know, what, what kind of happens in the NFL, you know? Um it's just it's it's interesting, right? So you know how many times um, Derrick Henry's played the Steelers in his career? Three, one, two, one, one time, one time. Do you know what his stats were that game? It was 2018, by the way. So obviously he's a different player, and they use him differently, and they have a different offensive line. But you know what his stats were that game? How many carries and how many yards? 21 carries for 28 yards. He had seven carries for 32 yards. Okay. Um, the Steelers defense, what what's great about them is it's a it's a um, it's a unit with a lot of continuity. It's the same team year over year almost. They 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 pride themselves on that. That way, you know, the scheme can be run the right way. Um, it's a lot of fun, man. It really has. Do you know how many times so far this year the Steelers have let up a hundred yard running back, which basically Henry is a beast, hundred yards every week. I mean, how many times the Steelers have let him let somebody run against them for a hundred? Probably not, not a long time, man. Zero times this season and a total of three times over the last three years. Wow. Now, if if somebody's going to do it, I wouldn't put my money against Henry doing it. Um, but, I mean, this one here, I think the original odds were the odds makers were the right way to do it. I think what you're seeing here is, you know, they put this thing into computer, you know, these the spreads, the odds makers, they put this thing into the computer at the beginning of the week even after the Titans had their big win and saw that just the Steelers are a more complete team and the Steelers actually, even though on the road should be favored. And the reason why the line has moved is because the money money has gone in on the Titans. Now, normally that's a decent indicator. You want to follow that money, right? You want to follow the money, but um, not, not this time. Um, you know, I think a lot nice, of that Nice money... line to tease up too, right? Nice. Now oh, nice one, one and a half. That's a great line. When something like that happens, I love to tease that line up over six, uh, over seven. Yeah, you can get this one, you know, seven and a half or eight now. So I think Steelers on this one, pretty, pretty easy. Um, you know, um, well, it's not going to be easy. It's gonna no, be I, I think, no, I think, I think they do. I think they win it easy. I think, you know, what's funny about it is, is I don't want to go too deep into the predictions. I'm not going to say Claypool scored the touchdown like the genius Nostradamus over here, but I'm going to tell you, I think what the Steelers need to do on this one is not run the ball, not get into a back and forth, grind it out, ugly game. I think the Steelers need to jump all over the Titans. Um, and I think they need to try to, you know, jump out early. I think they need to throw the ball. I think they need to go over the top of the ball. I think big Ben's got to be more of a mad bomber than a uh, Terry Bradshaw hand the ball off a hundred times a game. Um, because I don't think the Titans have what it takes to come from behind in a game. Um, I think they're built to be in close and ugly games and hand the ball off to, to Derrick Henry and not expose that Tannehill is nothing more than a, a field general. 
Um, I think if you, you know, get them down two scores and you're forcing him to make throws against a good defense, I think he's going to make mistakes instead of make throws. So, right. you know, that's it. Hopefully there's the, Steelers... there's the answer to my question too. Let's keep it moving. So you got Steelers yep. beating you the got Titans. It. So, so I got the Packers at the Texans. Um, that's a good one. That's a good I, game. If, if I could, and go ahead. You got two seconds on this Marcus one? Marcus Mariota is winning. I think Marcus Mariota is playing. Oh, he's Raiders. playing for the Raiders today? Yeah, I think. No. Because I saw a commercial that Derek Carr had COVID. Well, people definitely had COVID. I think that Raiders had COVID on the offensive line. I think they showed Derek Carr because he's the face of the team. Like, people know him. I don't think he actually has COVID, though. But um, let's hope not. That would be, be bad. All right, Packers at Houston Texans. This one here is, you know, I like doing my lock of the day. We were actually pretty decent on the lock of the day last week. So, with the lock of the day on this one is, I'm going with the Pack. Um you know, it's great that <laughs> the way this works, right? I, I look for games like this, and Andrew, maybe you do too. I mean, you're a little, you're a little bit more uh, of a prodigious better than than I am. I'm just a better picker. Um, I love seeing games like this where the better team is coming off of a bad performance, and the worst team is coming off of a good performance. And this is exactly mm-hmm. what you have. You have Houston coming off of their first win of the season. You have the Packers coming off of their um, worst game of the season, their only loss. So, I mean, you can't really do it better than that, right? I mean, this is a game I think this, if, if they were playing against each other last week and the Texans hadn't won a game yet and the Packers were still undefeated, I think you would have seen this spread at like seven and a half. Instead, you right. get it at three and a half, right? Um, I'm going to get the Packers here, right? I'm going to make sure I'm confirming it opened at three and a half and it pretty much stayed at three and a half. So, there we go. The way I see it, uh, the only advantage the Texans have in just about any game has been Deshaun Watson, right? That's the only place that they can find a miracle win. Well, if you match up Watson and Rodgers, I would still give the advantage to Rodgers, even though I'm really big on uh, Deshaun long-term. Everywhere else, Texans are outmatched. So I don't see how they're going to win this game. As I, much as I, I like Deshaun, and he, 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 he's a magic mark. Like, he's really Deshaun good. Watson, Deshaun yeah. is really good. good he's good, man. How much do the Packers win by? Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. So look at that. That's an easy one. So, but here's here's the just the numbers on this one, right? Rogers threw two picks last week. Um, that's how many he had all last year. You know, so so that should just tell you how rare of a game it was. And if you watch that game, the Packers were in control in the beginning. I think they jumped out to a ten nothing lead, and then all of a sudden, I, I don't know yeah. what happened. I don't know if they got a call from the NFL office saying you guys look too good. You got to let Brady win. We got you know we got to we got to get some interest back in the NFL. And all of a sudden, you know. Rodgers became, I have no idea, he became Nick Mullins um, and looked like a completely different team. But really, I went back and I watched that game because I try to do that sometimes when I'm, when I'm making these picks. And you want to talk about Tampa Bay's defense. They just kicked it in, into gear. I mean, they, they, were, they were pressuring him in a way that I have not seen the defense pressure other than like, you're talking about like top Ravens pressure. That Tampa Bay defense really got after Rogers. I mean, he was, yep. he was sacked four times. Right. And I mean, which they have, a, tough, about, they have a good front line, man. They, they Pierre are Paul they have, and, and Dominic yep. and Sue was, and Pierre Paul was all over him. And Sue was really like, I mean, even after the play, a couple penalties and he was knocking them around, knocking them to the ground a couple times. I mean, like, you know, I don't want to say dirty, but they were all over him. They sacked him four times the previous, the previous four games. For Rodgers, he had only been sacked three times. That is, by the way, the only way that the Texans stay in this game because they also have a good front four, right? I mean, you got JJ, you got JJ Watt mm-hmm. and Whitney Merciless. 
Um, you know, so they do have a good defensive front to pressure Rodgers, but I think the Packers, you know, they're going to Would you be surprised if you saw the same thing as last week? So, yes, I would, just because the, the Texans don't have the same thing that the Bucks do all over the place. I think that if they try to blitz the way that um, the Bucks do, I think, first of all, I think the Packers probably spent all week scheming for this, saying, all right, we got to get the ball out of Rodgers' hands quick enough. I think they can run more against this defense than they would have been able to against the Bucs. I think the Bucs defense is – they're going to start giving a lot of teams fits. Um, you know, now they're playing, they're playing really good ball. Um, Rogers is not going to have that today. When you give Rogers any kind of time, he'll pick you apart. So this one here, I think you get this line at exactly the right time. If the Packers win this one easy, the kid says two touchdowns. So, and who am I to go against it? Never go against the kid. Never Let's keep rocking. No, no, not when he's right. So we got the Bills at the Jets. Oh. Right. Bills how don't the Bills win? How don't the Bills win by twenty? So, so it's funny on this one too, and I want to make sure I have. I want to make sure I have the line you have. This one started off at Bills minus 13, and I have it at Bills minus 10 now. Yep. Okay, good. Just making sure, man. You know, we don't, it's a bone of contention between us, right? So, you know, while while people this week are now talking about Ryan Tannehill as the MVP instead of Josh Allen as the MVP, it's funny how fickle the, uh, the, the, the average MVP voter is. Um, he had a great four-game start, but he's pretty bad the last two. But, he, again – this is what you try to look for in betting, right? You try to look for oh, lines like so. this. Well, so that's exactly right. You are 100% correct, sir. And that's why this one started off at 13. But average Joe was putting money in on the Jets, if you believe. They've moved this spread this week three points. But you got to remember, yeah, he's four and two. But those two losses are against Kansas City and Tennessee, two of the best teams in the AFC, right? That's not really a, you know, you can't really say Allen's, oh, you know what, he sucks. He lost to two great defense he also two good teams i mean can't say his defense not that good but they're a better team overall um but what what better way to lick your wounds or to show people that you should be talked about in that mvp discussion or or you know get your team back on track um than to play the jets right now two two score game minus 13 that's always a tough one right because you know garbage time can kill you on these spreads right i mean i think if you ask 100 people whether or not the bills are a 10 point better team than, than the jets 100 people would say yes 100 people wouldn't wouldn't bet that though because you know there's always that chance of that you know that 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 backdoor cover as you like to warn me about you know but the jets just don't have anybody to stop the Bills offense. I mean, I think Diggs has a good game. I think Beasley has a good game. I think that, you know, your 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 Buffalo wide receivers really, you know, really show up today. And I think the Bills cover this 10. What say you, sir? That's you, Andrew. Oh, you're cueing me in. Yeah. That never Bills happened. I mean, I would just keep the simple. Either play the Bills or don't touch this game. All right. Well, I mean, that's I agree with that because you don't want to be sitting there with your way. Your only hope of winning the bet is a backdoor cover. Um, I don't you know. About you Andrew. never ever want to be I think putting you're your about money to make, team that doesn't have the same motivation as you. I ever. agree. I agree, man. And you know, at least I can speak for myself. I don't know about you, but I am not a fan of the back door. So yeah, I'm not going to be putting money <laughs> on the Jets. So uh, Panthers at Saints. <laughs> you uh, are insane. No, I'm not off, a fan. This line started off. 
come on, man. You, you know, you got to give, you got to give the listeners to do something. The yeah, Panthers you're, you're, you're a little sons on. Uh... What do you think, buddy? Is Andrew a fan of the backdoor cover? No, that's not what I'm asking. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Ian's my boy, man. We're going to be friends one day. He, 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 yeah. Well, no, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's getting good at basketball. So you go play him every now and again. He right? said he wants so, to be uh, a shoot. He wants to be a shooting guard that plays like Shaq. It was the direct quote. From yes, that was that was his direct That's quote yesterday, said. which is interesting. I can't wait I to see. I only said first. that because I needed an NBA player, and I just looked. At and my you know, phone you and know my favorite. You know my favorite is Shaq. All right, so this one's a weird one, right? So, so if I were to tell you, so we got the Panthers at the Saints. I got the Saints minus seven and a half. A line that really hasn't changed all week. I uh, just want to check with you, old line guru. Is that is that what you have? Saints minus do you, seven. Do you, uh, dude, it's dropping. It's dropping. It opened at minus seven and a half. Now it's minus six and a half. I'll take it. You consider the, you consider this as a rivalry game? Um, not really. I mean, you know, the, the Panthers are good, but I, I don't think the Saints would consider them a rival. Um, you know, it's tough in that in that division. Um, I would say that the Falcons previously were more of a rival to the Saints because they were just a better team. Um, I know with Cam, the Panthers had some good seasons, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't know who the, I would consider the Saints rivals. <laughs> maybe, maybe the Packers. Yeah. Um, you know, you could think maybe, even though, even though it's a, a new thing this year and it was Week One, you know, Breeze and Brady are rivals. So automatically, the uh, the the Bucks against the Saints game will be considered a rival game. But on this one here, I like it that you say the Saints, um, the Saints minus six and a half because I'm going with the Saints minus six and a half. Um, and I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a weird game for the, um, for, for the saints. I think they run the ball. I think they run the ball like crazy. I think that they don't need, they don't need Mr. Uh, Mr. Breeze to be chucking the ball all over the place because the Panthers are three and three only allowing, uh, 122 yards a game puts them in the middle of the pack, but they average nearly five yards a carry, which puts them, I think 27th to 28th in the league, you know, really by the bottom. And they've also let up nine rushing touchdowns, which if it's not the worst, it's in the bottom three. I think it might be 29th in the league. Um, so their run defense overall is, I think, 26th or 27th. So their run defense is pretty damn terrible. Um, so I would say that this is a week where you're a fantasy player. Alvin Kamara. Kamara is your guy, man. I, I think I think this is a guy he better uh, – <coughs> He better really warm up before this game because if, if I were the if I were the Saints, I'd be using him like crazy, and I would expect him to score. I expect him to have over 100 yards. And you know, this is one where, you know, I like it. I know a lot of money was coming in on the Panthers. The Panthers have been better than they, um, you know, than than advertised. And Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's a guy I like. You know, he's a good good manager of the game. But when they've been bad, they've been really bad. And I said it last week. I picked the Panthers, and that was one of my one of my mistakes. That they kind of have to stay in games, right? When they're not in the game, they can't get back into a game. Um, yeah. And that's really what, what I, if, if you take one thing from this, when, when you do the betting on these things, the quarterbacks, they're in certain levels. You have the elite level, you have the mid-level, you know, these mid-level field generals like Teddy Bridgewater or Ryan Tannehill, they can have some success. They can surprise people. They can win games. But um, the, the thing that separates them from, the other folks is um, whether or not they have the ability to bring their team back from a deficit. And I don't think they can. I think if the Saints jump out on this one, I think that what you see is that uh, the Panthers can't get back into the game. 
leads us I don't to think next. I don't know if you I don't know if you guys have been monitoring the Michael Thomas injury. Super interesting. So first, right? he's out. Yeah, but he's he's personally said that he's been ready to play the last like two weeks. Then they suspended him, I think, for a game for getting yeah, for, in a fight. For punching his teammate. Yeah. But, but, but then this week he's out again. So I, it's hard to know if that's an injury or something's going on behind the scenes, right? You'd, you'd, you'd raise that question. It least. sounds like it's something going on behind the scenes. But, but what's you know, interesting I mean, is that line dropped a full point with him out. And I don't know if you guys know, that's a, that's a, big, that's a big drop from minus seven and a half to minus six and a half for a wide receiver. So I find that very interesting. I don't think he's worth a full point. I agree with you. I think the Saints are the play here. Uh, and I think it's a great, another great team to tease down to minus half a point. Love it. Love it. Browns at Bengals. Browns at Bengals. You know, I have to go against my, uh, my son here. He came to me. The first thing he said this morning was, Burrow is going to get his win here. He's going to get a win against the, the Browns. Burrow is going to go and, and take care of him. It's a rematch, he says. He's going to go do it. I, I told him, I don't think so, man. You know, um, <laughs> you want to talk about a team that that really hit the brick wall? I mean, talk about a team that had momentum, right? I mean, best start for the Browns in nearly 20 years. And then they just got so crushed, so beat up by the Steelers. And, you know, it shows you – it's another example of exactly what we're talking about. And I've talked about it now twice. If you're able to jump out – what the Steelers did to the Browns last week is what I think the Steelers are going to do to the Titans. I think they jumped out to a lead and they put Baker Mayfield in a position where, <clears throat> you know, you're asking him to do something that right now he's not doing well. Um, that Browns team needs to stay in games. They need to run the ball and they need to be playing from ahead. Um, you know, when they're trying to play from behind, it just doesn't go well. And you can see the Steelers jumped all over him and that game was over in the first quarter. Um, you know, I mean, this is, it's a lot Nick, of fun, Nick right? Chubb's Nick Chubb's still out. I'll, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm with the little man here. Yeah, I, I I I'm a Burrow believer. I think he's done more with less than I've seen anyone do in a long time because that that Bengals team does not have a very good roster. And we were talking about their offensive line as you know one of the worst in the league. The Browns, I, I think, aren't super impressive. So I'll tell you. So they got crushed by the Ravens in Week One. Lost. They beat the Bengals. Then they beat the Washington football team. Then they beat the Cowboys. They beat the Colts, which was a surprising win, but we'll take that. And then they got crushed by the Steelers. I, despite their impressive start at 4-1, 4-2 now, I just don't think they're that good of a team. I think they're – you know, we talk about the the Bears as being an overrated 5-1 and one team. This might be one of the more overrated 4-2 and two teams. So I'm with you. I'm with you. And, you know, it's funny. I, I had a feeling – that you would probably talk about them being overrated. But I have a different but, take on it. Give right? me your take. Give me your take. My take, take on take. it. Let's go. Yeah, is that they are, they're not overrated. They are who they are. And who they are is they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And they don't beat the teams. But more than that, they don't even show up against the teams they're not supposed to. So you're right. They're four and two. They have four games of 32 points or more and two games of seven or fewer. So what does that tell me? It tells me that a team, a different team shows up in the games that they're supposed to win. It's like that, uh, that guy who only show, only takes the fights that he knows he's going to win. And that's yep. the Cleveland Browns, right? So what it yep. tells you is they do what they're supposed to do, but they're not a true contender yet. And they're not really going to surprise you. Um, yep. And this is a game they're that's a supposed to that, win. They're a team that could beat the top 20, the bottom 22 teams. 
Correct. They won't show up against the the top seven. Right? So the Bengals are one of the top twenty two, um, one of the bottom twenty two teams. Clearly, yeah, hundred. I think that's the a Browns great take. I agree. Um, and, there are teams like that historically, Cage, that are just are able to consistent consistently beat the bottom teams, but they yep. could never ever show up against the top yeah, ones. And they, and they I, I love betting against those teams. Actually. So, but here's the fun, right? So, so, so I'm picking the Browns on this one to win this one by a field goal, but I have a better pick for this game, and it's Ooh, the over. Good. Right. And rarely do you like get that. this opportunity, right? We're seven weeks into the season. These teams played each other already this year. And I yeah. will tell you that even though even though they lost Nick Chubb, the Browns, that actually it, it actually makes their offense a more high potency scoring offense because Nick Chubb slows the game down. He, you know, takes more time. Kareem Hunt's more of a pass catching back. Um, and they're throwing the ball a little bit more because they don't have Chubb. And if the Bengals stay in this game the way that you think they're going to, um, and a three point spread would tell you that it might be a close game. Um, you would think that it is going to be a back-and-forth type of game, not a defensive yep. game. Do you remember what the score was when they played each other in week two? 30-35. 35-30, which is 65 yep. points, which is way more than the over-under of 53. Yep. So, and, uh, so l- let me read real quick. So that, yeah, they played the Browns. It was 30-35. Then they played the yep. Eagles. They tied 23-23. If anyone watched that game, that game could have easily hit 60-70 points. And this is the um, this is you're talking about the points being scored by the Bengals and the yeah, Browns are the one Bengals. of the highest scoring teams in the league too. So then they play the Jaguars, they put up 33 on them. Ravens who don't let anyone score, and then they play the Colts, and the Colts have a decent defense, and they put up 27 against the Colts. Yep. So I love the over on this one. Yep, 53. I think this is one of the easier plays of the week. Um, I don't you're seeing 53. I'm seeing yeah. 50, 50 and a wow. half. Well, if you get it at 50 and a half, take it. Uh, uh, 53, you know, I think they go over that too. So, so put it at 50 and a half, put it at 53. It doesn't matter. They're going to beat them both. Um, that's our confidence. Where do you get your lines, dude? Where do you get your lines, man? We need, if you're out there and you're listening and you're a line maker, please sponsor us, specifically sponsor Cage. Send him the the lines the morning of this because his lines are couldn't be farther off. So every Sorry. one of my lines before this one has been in line with yours, right? Every single one? Yeah, it, it, just about. Every single one. So my lines are off. I got one over. That's off. Is this going to be the new theme every week? <laughs> Someone's salty. Let's keep it moving, Cage. Stay focused. You need to bring Luca Nation winners. You don't need to argue with Mr. Andrew Goldberg. Guys, when we have that three-on-three tournament uh, for basketball, don't shit talk Cage. We're going to lose him. He's going to shut down. He's not someone that responds responds well to shit talk. Um, you're right, by the way. No, you're right. I got I got the lines, the lines up right now. It has moved. It opened at 52. So, so can, all right, it's cool, come man. down. I love it. So, yeah, Does that I scare see, you? Got... Do you even do you even pay attention no. to that stuff? Like, does that matter? No. I Listen, so – I got Westgate at 50 and a half. I got Bet MGM at 51. We got William Hill at 50 and a half. I got DraftKings at 51 and a half. So, yeah, it's come down a point or two, um, which is great. Believe it like or not, this, real quick for Luca Nation, that, that little half point does matter. And I'll tell you why, because there's some, you know, I'm picturing a 27-24 game. That's a really common score. So that half a point is the difference between a winner and a push. So just something to think about. 
Those guys, I, I, think both of these, I think both of these teams could score 30 points today. I think the Browns might score 35. Disagree. I mean, the, the last game was 35 30. Um, I think Burrow's gotten a little bit better since then. I think he's got some, you know, some, some games under his, under his belt, but this is one where uh, you want an in game, an in game teaser, or, you know, you want to parlay this. I, a Browns and over would be, would be one of my bets for the day. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. I, I happen to like, um, the over, I like it even more at 50 and a half. So let's, let's run with that. Cowboys at the Washington football team. Talk this is an in interesting minute. game. This is a really interesting line too. Interesting. Uh, if, if by interesting, you mean ugly. Ugly sure. and shitty. Ugly and shitty could also be interesting. But you yes. want to talk about a, a line moving a lot, right? This one is one that opened at Dallas minus three and a half opened. And now it is Washington minus a point or a point and a half everywhere else. Unless you tell me I'm wrong again. I see Washington minus one. I was I yeah, saw that too. Exactly. That's why I said Washington it was interesting. Minus one. Yeah, Washington minus one. That's the consensus minus one. Westgate minus one and a half. Bet MGM minus one. Circus Sports minus one and a half. William Hill minus one. South Point minus one and a half. DraftKings the line is off currently. Stations minus one. Should should we make a should we make a whole show about what the spreads are at all different books? Yes. We'll just use the consensus. They're minus one. Um, so why is it interesting to you, sir? Because of the movement. If you look at on paper, you would think that even with Dak out, if you just look on paper and you would take these teams before the season started, even with Dak being out, you'd say this is the Cowboys should be minus three. They have a good offensive line. They have Zeke. They have Amari Cooper. Uh, they have Lamb. They have just a better team. One team is rebuilding. One team was considered the potential to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC um, by some. But – Given the way these teams have played, it's to, it's kind of time to stop wishing the Cowboys were something that they weren't. And what they are is a disorganized team that's poorly coached, that has infighting, uh, and that I, I never, and I've mentioned this before, I never like to be the guy that bets on hoping something changes about a team or a player. That, that's fool's gold, fool's errand. And I don't think anything's changing with the Cowboys. I think infighting, you see the the uh, the team coming out and talking poorly about the coach and saying they're unprepared, but they're being anonymous. So they won't put their name on it. That kind of stuff sucks. Dalton Dalton looks like he's going to throw a pick six four times a game. Uh, Zeke is fumbling. That team is in, in chaos. The interesting thing is it's Mike McCarthy's first season. If they get blown outright this game by Washington football team, do they fire him? I don't know. It's already, it's already been talked about. It's amazing that that's what you bring up because it's, you know, of all the things I thought I would talk about here today that you wouldn't is, yes, there's a lot of chatter out there about McCarthy's job six games into his, into his, into his start as a Cowboys coach, right? And you would think that this guy, you know, I mean, he's, he's a, a proven winner that he wouldn't be facing that kind of crap, right? But he is. And, you know, this is what happens, right? You know, when you, when you win, somebody said winning is the best deodorant, right? Forget who it was. I don't know if that's a Lombardiism or, 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 or somebody else, but it's a hundred percent true. I've heard Gruden say it. Um, your, your team could have all kinds of problems and they only come out when you lose, you know, if you stink, but you win, it's a deodorant on it. Right. So, so here's one. I know the line's moving. 
and we can talk all day about the Cowboys and how they um, have been horrible and how they've been dysfunctional and how they've been bad and that, that that's why the line is what it is. But let's just <clears throat> come back to reality on this one. What has Washington done to warrant the line moving in their favor? They don't even have a name. The organization is so competitive football against the Giants. So here's all you need to know about this, right? Two things. Number one, they've been playing tough. When uh, Dallas wins this game, they will be a team that, if the season ended today, would get a home field playoff game in the first round. And when they win today, they will be a division leader in the NFL. In the worst division in the history of the NFL, but a division leader Yeah, but leader that kind of stuff doesn't matter. That real it stuff, does believe matter. it or not. The, it no, does it doesn't. Matter. Because Here's the what like, wins today's game. If I win the next three games, I'm going to be in first place in my division. Well, I still have to come and show up and execute those three games. Yeah. And if I don't have and a game plan. it doesn't take much against if, the Redskins. You think they don't have a game plan. Come on. They, they, one week after losing their starting quarterback, who was on a historic run, now, Dude, they've looked bad with that quarterback. Even when that happens, you're going to have bad articles. I'm not telling you they're a great team, but I'm telling you this division is the weakest division, and Washington is a worse team. And I'm also telling you that this is another one of those times where betters like you who are consistently losing money will say, oh, the Cowboys are terrible. <laughs> I'm betting against them. I, I think they're horrible. <laughs> so, but here's what's going to happen. You're not going to get fumbling Zeke today. Now, Why Zeke, not? Because you're not, because, he, because he's not going to fumble today. Because he's not going to have to fumble two so? games. Or, yes, exactly. No, because he's a professional athlete who has a track record of not fumbling. One no, game he's anomaly. a professional athlete who has a, a track record of fumbling all season, and you're hoping no, that he stops no, fumbling. No, he has – just like you said, it doesn't matter three games from now, two games from now, the beginning of the year, doesn't matter who's, in, who's leading the division. A whole season – do you know how many fumbles he had last season? When you, when you, somebody once said – I think Derek Jeter liked to say it when he was, when he was slumping. Look at the back of my baseball card. Don't look at me over a week or over a month. By the end of the year, I'll get back to the back of my baseball card. And it always happened, right? People slump. People have bad games. But over the course of a season, you figure out who people are, right? Zeke's never been a fumbler. I think he has more fumbles this year than he had all of last season combined, or maybe even in all of his career combined. That doesn't mean he's a fumbler. It means he had one or two bad games, especially last week. And this week, of course, ball security is going to be top of mind for him. Now, for some people... You would think that's going to cause him to fumble more, not him. So this guy's the top running back in the league. Has he lost a step? Sure. Is he the best running back in the league? No. Is he going to come into today with a chip on his shoulder the same way Aaron Rodgers is going to after being thrown around last week? Yes. The Cowboys are going to do enough to get this one done. Easy. I can't believe they're an underdog. Um, and, you know, if there's going to be a class of the division, <laughs> it's going to be them, even though that's not a place you yeah, should you've, you've said to. that. You've said that all year. But yeah, been and I've been about right. the Cowboys all year. And I've been right all year. This, they win today, and they're still first place in their division. Zeke, well, Zeke doesn't is- have the pedigree of Aaron Rodgers or Derek Jeter. And that's what I mean. People with the Cowboys always wish that they were something they're not. And that, to me, is delusion. That literally is the definition of delusion. We'll, uh, we'll see today. So you, you've been hating on the, uh, on the Cowboys. So in what area? Besides the fact that you can throw a, a, a unsupported, unfact-based, no stats at all behind it, that Washington is scrappy and they play teams close. Dude, Washington sucks. I, I, so I don't then why, like would, that. Why, would they, why would they be the pick? I am betting. Because they're the third-worst so offense in the NFL? Let me, let me clarify this. 
if I were to play this, it would be a flat bet where I'm just like, it's just a flat bet, a hundred bucks, not a match bet, nothing on Washington, but I wouldn't touch this game with a nine foot pole. You know what's funny? I'm not a Cowboys fan. I wouldn't fan, touch this game with a nine foot nine foot pole. You're, you're painting me as a Cowboys fan. Oh, Cowboys are delusional. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'd never root for the Cowboys. What I'm doing here is I'm picking a game for folks. And what you're doing is you're being a Cowboy hater as you've been all year, which is fine. A lot of people are out there. I'm not trying to be a hater of anyone. I actually don't like the Cowboys. But if you look at this game with regular glasses, not rose colored, not Cowboy hating glasses, you look at this and you look at the two teams that are going to line up against each other. I don't care if Andy Dalton is a quarterback. I don't care if Zeke fumbles twice. The Cowboys are still winning this game. That's the that's the analysis. Lions at Falcons. Lions at Falcons. Lions and Tigers and Falcons. Oh my! So you want me to give all of the lines? We got uh, opened at a point and a half. Looks like the consensus now is two. We got Westgate minus a point and a half. Ed MGM minus point and a half, Circa two, William Hill two, South Point two, DraftKings a point and a half, and Stations two. So a couple more twos than one and a half. Which almighty spread guru shall we use, one and a half or two? Kind of the same line, but just call it two. No, we'll call it two. Makes it a tougher one for me because now the Falcons winning by two would make me lose. Uh, I get the Falcons in this one. I got the Falcons. Um, what do you think? You always love to talk about, uh, you know, games where the coach was replaced. And, uh, that was, it, that it's was enough, last right? week. Yeah, I know. But do you think that the reason why the Falcons came in and won was because Dan Quinn was no longer on the sidelines? Because, I mean. It, it, it's extra motivation because now you're playing for your job, right? When the, when the coach is out, you – it's kind of a trial game, right? That game after the coach is fired, it, it kind of feels – and players have specifically even said this. Uh, so that's why I said it. It feels like a trial game. This game, which is two weeks later, I don't have much of a take on it. Uh, the over-under is very high, 55. The highest Huge. over-under of the week. Huge over-under, The highest yeah. over-under of the week. So that's interesting to me. But I, I don't know, man. I don't really I, – I, how do you put your money on either of these teams? Is it really is higher than the? Uh, is it higher than the eight o'clock game? I haven't looked at that one yet, but I would imagine the eight, eight o'clock game is fifty-four and a half. This one's wow. fifty-five. Wow! Well, what does that tell you? You got two shitty defenses playing. Isn't that what it tells you? I mean, yeah, I but you have two to think, sh- two shitty quarterbacks too. Throw a ton of pick sixes. I happen to think that uh, more so than the team, you know, coach coming back or getting fired and putting a new coach to try out was the fact that Julio Jones returned last week to the lineup might have. It had a little bit more to do with the uh, the Falcons winning, but you never know, I guess. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, this game is one of those where, um, you know, the Lions have surprised me so far this year. I mean, I've, I've picked against them. and they Are they surprised not... or positively surprised? Um, I, I, I guess you would say positively surprised, not for my picking, because I, I, I don't think they are that good. But when I, you know, when I, when I say, oh, they're terrible, they, they do seem to stay in games. They do seem to, you know, show up uh, with their Hall of Fame quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think really what this comes down to is um, the Lions secondary is just not that good. And when you have Julio Jones back and you have Calvin Ridley playing the game, he, 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 the, the games that he's had this year, 
I think the Falcons are the play on this one. I think you're right, though. I mean, this is one of those games where, you know, I try to give you a pick on every game, guys, because that's just what we're doing here. We're doing a pick show. Um, and even though my lines are all dead wrong, um, we're trying to just give you picks. And um, if I had to pick this one, I'm picking the Falcons on this one. But you're, I mean, Andrew, you're 100% right. This is one where um, the game could really go either way. Um, but I, I like, I think that the Falcons are, are going to do enough to win this one here. I think the Falcons um, wide receivers are, are too much for the secondary of the Cowboys. I agree. They, Falcons some- at home, better wide receivers. I, I agree. It's just a it's a hard game to put your money on, but I, I'm with you. I think the Falcons win this one. So I'll go to the 4 o'clock games because I do want to be able to give you guys enough time to bet on these, and I am worried. And, you know, Andrew upsets me every, every time I make a pick. So, uh, you know, this might be the last one of these football ones, guys. Sensitive and personal. I just kidding. Bitch. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I, think this, I think this makes for a good episode, man. I really do. So um, the 4 o'clock games, I'm going to jump right into one that – this is funny, right? And this is – you know, you guys got to take it where it's coming from. You know me. Um, we talk about um, games that are, are – you let your personal feelings get into the way of these. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying not to. I'm really trying not to, but so I'm going to let you talk about it first. If you have the Jags at the Chargers, four o'clock game. It's insane to give Herbert seven and a half points. Minus seven and a half to Herbert is insane. You know, I've said all along on every time that I've picked the Jags, and most of the time when I pick the Jags and my boy Minshew, that, um, that. Minshew isn't playing poorly, though. Like, Minshew's doing what he can. But what he does is he keeps teams close is what I've said all along. But you know what? Yeah. Last week, he really didn't keep teams close. You know, I mean, and the Jags won five, five straight. Um, you know, they had that big win to start the season off. I've said that they're going to be, um, you know, three and 13 in our beginning, you know, our season preview episode. And they, they look like they're well on their way to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, these guys have injuries, right? I mean, they're all injured, the Chargers. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be staying healthy. And they got some injuries on their on their defense, right? But the Chargers look good. Herbert looks, we talked about him for a while last week, he looks like, quote, the real deal. But I, you know what? In the going back and forth, um, I came down with, I think, seven and a half points is too much to give the Jacks, right? It's a lot of points to give to a rookie quarterback with uh... – team that's a little bit banged up so i'm with you you know ultimately i hope i'm not wrong on this one because i just like Minshew that much um (laughs) we talked about the bucks and the raiders um you know we went through that one already and we said it's bucks um that the raiders their 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 mr hyde shows up today instead of their dr jekyll um that team, man, that, I mean, we went through it already, but that Raiders team, you know, you never know what you're going to get week to week, and you really have to show up, um, I think, against Tom Brady and the Bucks. So we got um, Chiefs at Broncos. Another one, another weird game, right? What do you think about that one? I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. Drew Locke? <laughs> I, why do, I don't know why he gets so much credit for being, like, the Broncos' savior. Um, he beat up on a very, very mediocre Patriots team that was due for a letdown game. Uh, mm-hmm. beat, beat the Jets, got crushed by the Bucks, got lost to Steelers, lost to Titans. 
mean, Denver has had a tough schedule. I like, I just like the Chiefs on the money line. Just kind of save it, tease that. So talk down. to me then, because you you follow this stuff. Why have, did the Chiefs start off minus ten, and it's now down to minus seven or minus seven and a half? It's hard to play in Denver. It's a division game, and people. I mean, even since the preseason, have been hyping up Drew Locke. So I think it's a combination of those three factors. I, Money's still I, coming in on the Chiefs, so. I Well, it's, the, the, the line's moving down, actually. The Chiefs were favored by 10, and now it's 7.5. So money's coming in on the Broncos. You know what? Yep. Here's a fun little stack. I like to throw fun little stats out there for our, for our listeners, right? Sometimes um, the line moves not just because <coughs> money's coming in, though. Sometimes yeah, the line right. moves like it's right now. If, you, if I look at it, I see forty nine percent on Chiefs minus seven, fifty one percent on Denver uh, plus seven. Most of them seventy six percent is on under forty four points. I guess mm-hmm. the Broncos have a really good defense. Is, yes, is what they're thinking. So I get Chiefs minus seven. That's my pick. But I do want to throw a fun stat out there on this one. Right before last week, there was a stat in the NFL one. And 41. One win, 41 losses. And the 41 losses is a starter group that includes Patrick Mahomes. And ah, the one. I see. Cage, there's snow in Denver today. Yeah, that's, that's why the under is there. So, um, not, not, it's not going to be crazy, but there is the snow in the forecast. So, um, the one was Colin Kaepernick. So, and now it's two. Drew Locke joined him in week six. Locke joined Colin Kaepernick as the only first or second year quarterbacks to go and win a regular season on the road in Foxborough. Can you believe that? Wow. Two and 40 now, including, you know, Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's really a funny, funny thing. So this is since 2001. Um, but do, do you know what Locke's passer rating was in the win? 34. I was going to say 33. Yeah, they didn't win. They didn't win because of him. You know, they won because of their field goal kicker. And um, you know, snow, not snow, rain, sleet, hail, whatever the mail's got to be delivered through. Um, the Chiefs are not just kicking field goals yeah. today. Um, this is one where one, right? this is Go one ahead. where if you you know this is a four o'clock game, right? Yep. Yep. We're up to the awesome. fours. I love teasing a one p.m. game and a four p.m. game. Wow, um, you can get this so one close to one money line, right? Earlier teasing. You get this one down to the Chiefs, basically you have to it, win the game. And this is what I'm saying to you. Pr- prove to me that Denver could beat the Chiefs. That, I'll put my money behind that. Prove to mm-hmm. me that Denver could beat the Chiefs. And if they do, okay, I'll take that investment any day of the week. Um, I just don't see it. The Chiefs have too many weapons. And they are kind of on cruise control. They are, they are a little bit on cruise control, but still, uh, they have a lot, man. And you see that video of Mahomes talking about how he loves playing in the snow? Yes, Pretty, it's pretty hilarious, man. Mahomes is so swaggy. So, so what would you do? Because I like these lines. So, what would you do? Would you tease like the Saints and the Chiefs, basically both down to money lines on a one o'clock and a four o'clock? So, there's a few options, right? Let's say you like the Saints. Yeah, you could tease the Saints down. You could tease the what's it called, the Chiefs up, Chiefs down. But you also mentioned the Steelers, right? Steelers mm-hmm. are now plus one and a half. You could tease the Steelers over seven and a half. And tease the Chiefs down. Okay. I like it. Bengals like it. is another one, right? You, I think – oh, no, you picked the Browns there. Uh, if I you did, like the, but, but uh, I, I, I know your I line. I wouldn't touch that one. 
you know, would you uh, would you maybe make the Chargers minus a point and a half or give the Jags plus 14? <laughs> All right, it gives us one more game to get these guys out there. 49ers at the Patriots. An interesting game, right? Yeah. The line hasn't moved that much. It's Pats minus two. I think it opened at minus two and a half. Um, and the uh, – could you talk about two teams, again, coming off of performances that are are – as diametrically opposed as possible. The Niners want their team to look the way they looked last week, right? And the Patriots yep. want to look nothing like they looked last week, right? New England Niners lost have been home. battling a lot of injuries. Yep. They're sort of healthy. I don't think Mostert's in this game, which is the biggest injury they have. Um, but look, Cam Newton, give me a break, right? Look at what he did against it's Denver. A really tough a stretch. It's a really tough stretch for the 49ers in the next four weeks. They play the Patriots at the Patriots, and they play the Seahawks at Seattle. Then they play the Packers, and then they play at the Saints. That's a really tough four-week stretch going. And then they have their bye week, so something to think yeah. about. Yeah, I don't think the Patriots are uh, are losing too straight at Foxborough. I, 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 one of the sports shows I watched yesterday in prepping for this, um, I believe the stat was that they haven't lost two straight home games in Foxborough since 2008. So... Um, I don't think 49ers, the team that's going to do that. Add an extra layer on of Bill Belichick. I know you yeah. are a big fan of talking about coaches, right? And and you love the Belichick versus Brady, who was more responsible argument, right? Who was more responsible for the success, Belichick or Brady? And and when Brady left, didn't he leave the cupboard bare? But Belichick <laughs> pulled a rabbit out of his hat by getting Cam <laughs> Newton to kind of, you know, man this. Maybe, maybe a bunny rabbit. But whatever it may be. Who's lining up against the Patriots today? It's uh, Belichick's right? heir apparent to Brady, a guy that Belichick drafted to be the Brady replacement, but a guy that Brady basically, if you believe the articles that have come out about it, forced Kraft to trade for ego purposes, for whatever reasons. So you want to add another layer of fun onto this game can Belichick let Garoppolo come in and beat him? Can he let the person it. who was supposed to be uh, Brady's heir apparent, the guy who he said this, uh, can he let him come in and, and win? No, I mean he can't. You know, it really—I don't want to say it's hard. I love that angle. Belichick's I reputation, right? But I mean, it's one of those weird little things that you don't think about until you do a little analysis yep. on this game. Yep. And this is Belichick trying to defend his name here. So yeah. it's, uh, it's there's nothing thing. more important to these athletes than their own pride. Yep. You're absolutely right. I love, I love that angle. And what Cage is showing you guys here is finding the battles within the battle, right? Uh, I love that. And I mean, two things that I, I want to talk about first, that over under is 45 points. Do you mm-hmm. see it even sniffing that? You know, what's funny about it is, you know, you, you're smart in that you, know, you say, I stay away from these things. I don't have that luxury, right, because I'm picking every game. I'm not picking every over-under. I love betting overs. I love betting, you know, betting games like that. Um, I don't, right? If you ask me if I had to bet, I'd, I'd bet the under on this one just because, you know, neither of these teams are, are offensive juggernauts. You saw the Patriots last week just looked abysmal, and I'm pretty sure that the Niners are starting their third-string running back today. So it's going to all be on Garoppolo, um, but this time with amazing game. play callers, with amazing play callers. So 
I, I think that's also equally important with Josh McDaniels and a, a Kyle Shanahan. They're offensive masterminds, but what that actually means is when they know that they don't have the personnel, they're not going to be forcing the ball. You're not going to. I don't think you're going to see a lot of pick sixes and turnovers in this game, but that's just me. Well, I mean, it's it's getting cold up in Foxborough as well. You know, you you'd like to think that uh, New England's going to want to, you know, do a little clock management, get a lead, mm-hmm. and then run the ball. Um, all signs point to the game should be low scoring, which is why the over under is is you know is significantly lower than a lot of the other games we see in the mid fifties here today. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if, if you ask me, hey, you got to pick one of these. I, I think I agree with you. I think the under is probably the play, but you know, when the unders are in the forties, all it takes is you know a fumble, a muff punt, you know, some type of weird score that just, you know, wasn't expected. And those, those over-unders in the forties tend to come in, um, you know, the ball's been bouncing weird this league in the league this year. So that's all about one and fours. You want to uh, do a quick chat about the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. I'd love to hear about your Kyla Murray analysis, right? I mean, what is that Seahawks at three and a half, right? Minus three and a half on that one. I saw that. Um, a lot of, a lot of people are picking the, the Cardinals to win yep. that game. Again, I just, I just, well, first thing, back to you, you said I love coaching. What, what I actually love is preparation. I love teams that are week in and week out prepared and they're able to make adjustments. That's what Belichick does. He prepares his team. Um, and I think that's what Steve Carroll does as well. I, I just don't see enough from Kyler and that team to beat a really good Seahawks team. This is the best Seahawks team offensively that I've seen since the Russell Wilson era. And I know they're not that, that defense that we were used to, but I, I think whether you play them on the money line or you just play them minus three and a half, I think the Seahawks are better and they prove it. So here's my take on it, right? I think everything you said is 100% correct, right? 100% correct. Um, do you have the line at three or three and a half? Three and a half, but you could buy a p- half a point, which I remember. So to me, that is one of the scariest lines that minus three and a half for the Seahawks. And I'm going to tell you why, right? While the Seahawks are five and out, and they're obviously, I believe, a better team here, right? Do you know what the Seahawks average margin of victory this year is? It's probably pretty close, three or four points. 6.8 points, the average margin of victory, right? Mm-hmm. And their opponents have scored at least 23 points in every single game. So their defense, the once vaunted Seahawks defense, um, not exactly the juggernaut defense that we've come to expect. Maybe it's no fans in the stadium, who knows. But currently, the Dolphins, who are 3-3, and who you would not think of as being in the same class as the Seahawks, their point differential, right? So the amount of te- the amount of points they scored as opposed to the amount of points their opponents scored is 47 points. Do you know what the Seahawks? 34. During the course of this entire season, the Seahawks have only outscored their opponents by a grand total of 34 points. Um, it's interesting, right? There are eight teams out there, several two-loss teams that have a higher point differential than the Seahawks do. So you can read this any way you like. I read it as the team does what they need to do to win the close games, which is what you want to see. But it's also not a team you want to see a three and a half point spread 
on and 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 feel That's too correct. comfortable with it, right? Because basically, what it also tells you the the flip side to the coin is that they let other teams hang around. Um, they let teams score against them, and you know, Kylo Murray has shown one thing: it's that he finds a way to score, even when he's nine for twenty-four. He still throws the ball for almost 200 yards and two touchdowns and does what he needs to do to have his team win. Arizona can score. And um, what's weird is they've actually had a pretty decent defense this year. Um, this is a real tough one because if I have to make a pick, I think the Seahawks are the better team. And I think I would put my money on the Seahawks as you have. Um, I love that buying a point, buying a half a point down. I love putting this at two and a half. I really do think that you know, every once in a while I, I get a, a, a spread come across and I'm like, wow, the odds makers really hit this one. They really got this one right on. I think the Seahawks win this game by a field goal. Um, you know, I don't like predicting exactly the, you know, the, the score on these things. Right. But, but I think they really have this one, have this one. Yep. Right. I think this is, I one think where, this one, I think this one and the lions Falcons are pretty spot on lines. Yeah. So, and I picked the Falcons cause I think they're the better team and they're going to cover. I think, you know, if this is one where, you know, we have to make the pick, I think I will pick Seattle. Um, you know, Ian is wearing a Seattle Seahawks jersey today after all. So, you know, you got to go with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just I'm excited to watch that game. Um, yeah, you know, my, Raiders, my Raiders were supposed to be the nighttime game, but they flexed them out and put the Seahawks game in as the, uh, the 8 p.m. game. So two so. things real quick. So we want to get this out to Luke and Nation. Yep. I want to read a few trends that I found. Do you have any Stone Cold locks? Yeah, so the 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 stone cold lock on this one, I think we we were given the Packers at the Texans was the stone cold lock. I also like on over under. I think over fifty three on that Browns Bengals. Even though you know I like to to stick with the lines, I think that those are the two things I have my real confidence. Stone cold lock on the Packers minus three and a half is it definitely. Go ahead. I love it. So the uh, a few trends. Green Bay has not lost consecutive games against the spread since week 12, 13 of two thousand eighteen. 9-0 against the spread following the last nine against the spread losses. Arizona is 11-4-2 against the spread as a dog since the start of last season. Wow. Including the postseason, Kansas City is 12-2-1 against the spread in their last 15 games. Insanity. <laughs> That's just straight up. Kansas City is just torturing the spread. And then Steelers, this is a good one, are 37-12 under on their last 49 road games. Still bring the defense. And I, I think they call different plays on the road is what I'm seeing. Yeah, more ball control. But I, today, yeah. I, I think the Steelers jump out. I like the Steelers in the first half. There are a bunch of, bunch of games. I, I also would put first half bets on. If you're a first half better, the Bills. I think the Bills will have that 10-point spread covered in the first half. I think the Bills jump all over the Jets. Um, but, yeah, I love those trends. Awesome. Cage, that Tampa Bay Dodgers game was unbelievable. Yeah, man. All right, we, we could talk some sports, but you know, if you got to jump off here and go put your bets in, that's great. But come on, did you stay awake for the whole thing? I know I was texting you, but did you stay awake for of the whole game? Of course not. You didn't? Of course not. No. Dude, did my routine is way more important than entertainment. All right. Well, listen, you, you, I'm trying to get you and trying to get a lot of other people into baseball, right? Because if not basketball, you have to have an attention span more than like a six-year-old to enjoy baseball. Um, so it's tough for most of today's youth. Sorry, listeners. Um, but last night's game, if you can't get into a game like last night's game, 
you just, uh, baseball might not be for you. And, and I get that, right? There's enough sports out there, right? But come on, go online and get some clips. And this is where I'm going to give Andrew and the rest of the world credit. I should be able to open up Instagram today and see a one minute reel of all of the scoring back and forth, punch right. by punch, one side to one side. MLB should have a literally a one minute post-production video of every home run you know, every every inning where there's a score, show the score, boom, boom. Like a highlight reel, like all the big three-pointers. Can I, can yeah. I give a little bit of a shout-out to someone, please? Sure. It's your show, my man. Shout out, my shout-out is to Mr. Cage Lawyer. Oh. That man brought you a Rosarena. Not only <laughs> did he bring you the Rosarena play, he gave you an opportunity to win the giveaway. Shout-out to uh, the gentleman who won that. Uh, he brought you a Rosarena before he was on anyone's radar. And now he just set the record by a rookie for home runs. No record by any player. Any and, player. And, a, or, <laughs> and then the by any player at nine home yeah. runs. Yep. Slab Stocks posted something today that Rosa Reina had 1,200 cards sold yesterday on eBay. 1,200. Yeah, but his rookie, which we brought to you guys at a dollar, is selling close to 15 bucks. <laughs> I saw some sell at $15. Because, look, you, you, Andrew, you, yep. have, you taught me this. Watch the games. Watch the games. That's, I mean, that if, if you take nothing from, from our show, but that, that's the important thing, right? It's like yep. doing, your, doing your research, right? If you're going to buy a stock, watch the stock for a little while. You know, see yep. the trends in the stock. And, guys, we, we, try, we try to bring you guys winners when it comes to these against the spread plays and stuff like that. But, but really, our bread and butter is sports cards and investing. Like, let's not forget about that. Uh, so as much as this, the, this show on Sunday morning is entertaining, it's funny, people love it, people keep asking for it. It's made I try to money. sneak in a bad spread so that Andrew can jump all over me and then I pretend I'm mad at him. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. <laughs> but, but really, it's the sports cards. That's well, that's how this started. That's our bread and butter. That's what we love to do. And that's really what the hobby is. So don't – if you had to choose one, stay with the sports cards and not the, the sports betting plays. This is just fun. We're trying to have some fun with it. And Andrew likes to tell you that too because, you know, listen – Gambling has become part of society here. The sports betting has become such a huge thing. Um, but the funny thing is we're doing it because it kind of dovetails with the cards. And we envision sports cards, investing in sports cards, the way that sports betting was or fantasy sports were five or 10 years ago. I think it's going to be something that is, you know, it's, it's universally accepted. I saw three other articles about it yesterday. Uh, I saw an article trending on Twitter yesterday about how sports card um, investing and sports cards as, as an alternative investment, um, you know, strategy. It's yeah. it's definitely becoming mainstream. You know, Andrew is, um, you know, he might have had a friend who lost too much money gambling, you name it. So, you know, he does want to preach caution to you guys. I'm, I lost too much money. Yeah, I man. You know, but you remember that time you went to the doctor and you told the doctor about your friend who had those bumps, you know, the little red bumps down below the belt it was your friend that had it so i mean your friend also lost some money uh gambling you know i mean i'm trying to help you out here you know i mean well i i I own my stuff people that know me they know i'm an open book i wear my emotions on my sleeves like liberace let me ask you something but i appreciate it cage i saw an awesome uh, story post today from our man gary v and i know this is a little heady this is meta I want to hear what you have to say about this, and we'll wrap. Did he say on his story that the best podcast interview he's ever had is with us? Because he should. He did. He he literally did. And then the next story right after he tagged Luca Tiger (laughs) LeBron podcast was 
People love planning and thinking they're in control of the game called life. And the game is laughing at them because no one can control such a serendipitous process. Take a breath. You're not in control. And once you realize that, that's the control you've actually been looking for. There's too many words. And that's come from me. And I use five words for every one I should use. <laughs> so just summarize it this way. I love like, it. I love like bathroom it. wallpaper. And I tell you this all the time because you try to plan things. Life is what happens when you're making plans for your life. You can't Love plan it. it out, man. You can't plan it out. Uh, a little cage thinks... loyal, cage lawyer Gary V collab coming up. Oh, yeah. you... <laughs> Any final words, Cage? Yeah, happy betting out there, guys. But I mean, listen, I'll be enjoying that baseball too. Forget, I know it's Sunday and nobody wants to talk about baseball, but wow, what what a game! Um, yeah, final words. We better be better than last week, otherwise Andrew's going to kick my ass. So I really, I just you think Belichick has a lot riding on today. Guys, you should know. Last Sunday was brutal. This guy came at me. You know, the one o'clock games are ending, and he's like, "You better be better in the four o'clock game." So you can't, you can't be leading our audience down a down this path. And I'm like, guy, I'm still like, I think what am I, 41 and 24? He's like, yep. nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. They care about what you uh, this you. week. This week, I will tell you. This is probably one of the reasons I suck at uh, sports betting. I hate losing infinitely more than i love winning uh and uh i think it's a it's a curse honestly because we should be proud of our wins we should remember our wins we should be proud of the things that we do well uh but the human mind we have this negativity bias and i hate losing so much more than i love winning uh so just a little bit a little peek inside andrew's mind that's it well listen this is wordy by me today so i'm gonna give you a chance to get this one out there and uh you know the little man the little man stopped in to say hello and then his ipad died (laughs) thank you guys Claypool Claypool he's he's on Claypool again good luck guys hope you enjoy this we'll talk to you later bye spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast Um, do us a favor and like subscribe Ah, you know what don't just like and subscribe everybody does that if you like us Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.